Welcome back, everyone, to the City Lights Podcast. Uh, I know it's been a while, but uh, we kind of took an unofficial break, me and Victor, since the last time we uh, did a podcast, just with the busyness of the season, entering into the new year. But we're back at it again today. Uh, Victor actually is not here with us because, as it turns out, both of us are on a mission trip. I'm actually recording this from Rome right now. Victor is out in Germany, but I still wanted to, you know, have a, a unique opportunity to record the people around us, and with, for me, the uh, someone that's on my team, Tally, <laughs> welcome Tally. Hi. Now, as far as, you know, we just met on this trip, so we've only known each other for about a week. Why don't you just introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. Uh, my name is Tally Osipov. Um I'm originally from South Carolina. I uh, have gone on a few mission trips with some people from the City Lights youth, and that's kind of how I got started into um, going on these mission trips, really. started uh, in January of last year going to Ukraine where we worked with uh, a church that was building over there. We worked with um, orphans and just the kids that were in that Siloa. It was more of a spiritual mission trip. And then I got to continue on and do more of a physical type of a mission trip with, um, again, the City Lights Youth, uh, the least least of these group, uh, mission group. We went to Romania where we helped with the Ukrainian refugees that were trying to escape the war. And then kind of did more of a solo thing in Mexico where I did a a medical mission trip and was a a night shift nurse at the border helping the, the Ukrainian refugees that were coming into America. So that's kind of how I got got into where I am today and meeting you. And um, it's, it's been quite a ride. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you clearly have quite a bit of experience. As with me, this is my first mission, mission trip, like, you know, officially or whatever. And I just how, how it's been going, you know, it's you definitely see uh, the Lord working and, you know, the Lord moving for us specifically and you know we have five teams six teams actually Mm -hmm. throughout all of europe and our focus is ukrainian refugees in various cities so like i said before i'm in rome and victor's in germany Uh, we have a team in naples we have a team in the czech republic sweden and poland so throughout all these different places cities countries we're looking for ukrainian refugees and our goal with that is just to try and minister to them, you know, before either they go back home or they move on to someplace else. Uh, but what we found actually here in Rome is there aren't very many refugees. <laughs> I don't know if that's if that's because they've all moved out already or whatever. But so this is definitely not how, you know, maybe we originally had planned the mission trip going. But even then, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways. And it's been a blessing. It has been. Um, I think this this mission trip has been unique in a way where we really didn't know what to expect. Um, It was hard to plan because of just the, you know, um, uncertainty of the refugee situation. But God has really opened up doors um, that have... One thing that I, like, really think... um, in terms of mission trips is like it's not some grand thing where we're gonna 
you know, get to work with millions of people or anything like that. But if you reach out and, and help one person, it really is worth it because I would like to have been that one person that was helped, you know? Yeah, it's actually a really good way of like, you know, putting things into perspective. Like we're here, you know, in Rome and some people might think like, okay, what kind of mission trip could you possibly do in Rome? You know, you're probably just having a vacation there. But like even just looking at it through that way, even if we have one person who gave their life to Christ because of, you know, what God has called us to do here, then it would have all been worth it. Yeah. And I just kind of wanted to, you know, maybe take a look at your experience before a little bit. So why don't you tell us where was your first mission trip and, and how did you get, you know, involved in that way? Well, actually, my first mission trip was when I was like 12 years old. Um, I was in junior high. This is back when we lived in, in New York City. We attended Times Square Church and they did a lot of like mission type work. Um, and so I went to Jackson, Texas. It was um, David Wilkerson's daughter and son-in-law. They started a kind of um, this program called Father's Love. It's a really, really poor city, Jackson, Texas. And um, a lot, I think it's back when I went, it was the number one city with uh, the highest amount of uh, teen pregnancies. And it was just not, it was a very uh, poverty-stricken kind of little town here in America. And um, we worked with kids in the inner city that had, I mean, most of their fathers were either in prison or or not involved in their lives. Their moms were always working. They had nothing really to do, weren't able to go to churches, weren't able to, they were kind of just left alone. And so um, we would bring them, we kind of started this little, uh, um, like a teens program or kids program or whatever, where we would go and gather them around and pick them up in this little van and do some fun stuff with them and then um, incorporate you know, the Bible into some of our lessons and our games and stuff like that. So that's where it started for me. And I, um, from there, from that age, always wanted to continue doing um, missions trips. Um, but I didn't really know where it was going to take me because we left times, um, you know, New York City when we moved down to South Carolina. And um, we came to a smaller church where there really wasn't many mission trip experience, like opportunities until um, one of uh, my friends uh, that, attended he used to be a part of city lights before he moved down and uh he was going to ukraine and i was like i didn't know what to expect i didn't really know anybody except for him but i was like hey if there's if there's space for me i would really love to come and because it was really the first opportunity that came um that arose and so uh he ended up there ended up being room for me to go and i was you know all set and then he wasn't able to go anymore and so I was like oh shoot I'm gonna go on this trip all by myself um not knowing anybody really um but it it worked out great because um I think I was able to really uh go with no expectations um and just have God move and work and um build and that's exactly what happened and from there uh like I said it was more of like a spiritual trip in Ukraine where we were um in this little silo that was uh, uh, a church was being opened up there and um, we were able to do a lot of ministry type things and that was wonderful and that was kind of the the continuation of that yeah I mean I think my brother went on that trip he too did. right if I'm he not did. if I'm not mistaken shout so. out to David <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening <laughs> but yeah I mean from what I've heard that was a really blessed trip and 
I mean, the way Vova, uh, I think, who is like, you know, the curator or the, you know, planner of that trip made it sound is like it's going to be our own little, you know, part of Ukraine where we can, you know, every year or every twice a year can send missionaries there. And that kind of that vision kind of changed, you know, with the war and, mm-hmm. and things like that. But. I mean, that was a really cool, you know, vision that he had is yeah. to have like, you know, a, a bit a mission space there where we could, you know, send people out and from there we can move out to other salons and mm-hmm. even smaller like you know groups of people because there was nothing there there was yeah. if i remember like uh just one pravoslavian uh, tsarkov or mm-hmm. orthodox church and that's that was it they yeah. didn't even know anything about the, but you know what that vision grew farther than i think even he could have planned it i mean uh, god's ways are not our ways because had i not gone on that trip i would have never gone to romania i would have never gone to mexico because i that's kind of the opportunity that plugged me into doing all these things. And so I think one, one big lesson that I've learned, cause this has been like up to, this has been an exact year since I started. Um, and cause I went January 1st and so now we're, and we were there for two weeks and today's what January 9th or something like that. Right. So it's been like exactly a year. And had I not gone on that trip, I don't know, just, you know, gone out of my comfort zone, I would have never had these opportunities. So um, I think that's just the work of God in my life, um, personally, that he's kind of opened up those doors from a prayer, from a kind of a desire to go and, um, just saying yes and being, you know, vulnerable is hard to go, especially not really knowing anybody on that trip, but I got to build connections and that's such an important part of mission work, um, is just to build relationships with other people that have are like-minded like you and, and are able to build onto each other because we really can't do any of this alone. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you, I don't know if you mentioned this or not, but uh, you just said, you know, about how you got started in missions. You know, I mean, like, you actually, I think you did. You mentioned, like, you know, with uh, David Wilkerson from Times Square Church and, how, you know, what you did there, but how, what advice would you give? Or maybe you could just share a story about how you personally, you know, got involved in missions. You know, I feel like this is such a, you know, big topic, especially for like young, younger Christians, you know, maybe even teenagers or whoever you may be. Like, how do you get onto your first mission trip? Mm-hmm. It, it does look like a big, scary topic, but really you just got, it's so simple. You just got to go like, <laughs> that's uh, you know, God will open up doors and opportunities for his will to be done. And that is like, that is our, our, our mission on this earth. His will is to take care of those who are in need, those who are hurting, the widows, the orphans, um, you know, to be his hands and feet. I can't think of anything else that is our purpose here on this world. So really it's like, yeah, it is a big deal, but in a, in a way it's very simple. You just go and God will work things out because that is his will. So, um, you know, step out, being, just being open to, um, you do his work, surrendering, surrendering yourself and your wills and your expectations and your kind of plan for your life. Because I, I didn't plan for this year to go how it did. Um, and now being here in Rome too, like, I mean, I, I mean, even a month ago, I don't think I knew that I was going to be here. <laughs> Um, so being, and something for me is like, I'm a very, I really like my plans. I really like my notes. I think Victor, even in this short week of knowing, (laughs) (laughs) I like lists and organization and stuff like that. But, um, some, like I said, stepping out of your comfort zone 
um, requires surrendering your maybe, um, you know, your the things that you you need, like how I needed my organization or whatever. But really, you, you don't. You really just need God. That's all you need. You need an open heart. You need um, uh, space for Him to do what He needs to do through you. And so that's kind of something that I've been learning throughout this year is and seeing that his ways are so much better than my ways because I could be planning things and, you know, in my need to kind of uh, control things. But, <laughs> but really, uh, he's the one who, who makes the way and he's the one who provides everything that we need. And that's, um, that's another, th- another thing that I've been seeing on all these mission trips that I've been able to, you know, be a part of is, is seeing how much God cares about every detail, details that I would have missed even. And I mean, not that I'm like, you know, I could see everything and everything, but, (laughs) um, so, uh, that's, that's kind of maybe some advice is, or something that I, I've learned myself throughout this year is just to be open, to be willing to do his will, to surrender yourself and just say, yes, it's, it's, it's a big thing, but it really, it's simple. Absolutely, and I agree with like everything that you said. And you know, not to put you down in any way, because, but I feel like that's like you know what the common answer is for that. You know, you okay, you don't have any expectations. You surrender yourself to God, the will of God. But what does that actually look like practically on the field? Like, you know, where you can use an example or, or whatever, but, you know, we're in Rome and, and how can we practically not have any expectations for God or surrender uh, to his will for this trip or even for our entire lives? That's a big question. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, okay. So I was afraid, right? I was thinking of for let's say in um where this all kind of kick started in January of last year going to Ukraine when my friend um backed down, I kind of wanted to back down too. I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't go either. But there was this I was praying about it. First of all, I don't think we should do anything without prayer. Um it really is the the building, the foundation of everything. Um, and I prayed about it. And even though, you know, the physical, like the, the, the human nature of me was like, Hey, like, I don't know anybody on this trip. I'm going to be going, you know, don't, I'm not a part of that church that's going. I'm not, I don't even live in that state. Like I have to get myself up there now somehow, which actually I did have a friend who, who was going with me. I didn't know he was going though from, you know, the very start, but um, he ended up getting COVID and had to quarantine himself anyways. So, <laughs> so again, on my own. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so just doing things that, okay, here, the will of God, like how I mentioned earlier, is to take care of those who are in need, those are hurting. Practically speaking, we can do that with people that are around us, um, and we should, but in terms of like, let's say mission work, um, you know, doing international or whatever mission work. Uh, it's really, it's in a way easier to see the hurt and the needy and, you know, because you are not distracted with the things of your, your regular daily life. 
So in terms of that, just say, just saying yes and following that, like, you know, as Christians, we do have like the Holy Spirit speaking to us and guiding us and giving us discernment to see what the will of God is, right? That he's our helper. He's our guider. So I I think as Christians, it is important to be doing mission work. It is important to be setting aside some of your time. Um, If that requires practically taking, you know, I have a very limited amount of PTO that I'm able to take days off of work. Practically speaking, I could be using those for vacations, but I choose to use them on my mission trips and it's been such a blessing. So like practically speaking in that sense, um, you know, again, stepping out of your comfort zone and, and if even if it's not from your church and it's not with your friends, just go like do it. And then you build from there and then you see God opening up doors from there and you're able to continue on, but you just got to just go and trust the Holy spirit and ask for his discernment and wisdom. Yeah. I mean, you probably don't know this because I don't know how many episodes of this podcast you've listened to, but that's a very common theme. Almost. I would say a core central theme of this podcast is just, you know, surrendering your life to mm-hmm. the Lord and to what he has in store for you. You know, if you have something on your heart and obviously, you know, this is addressed to believers who meditate on the word, who spend time in prayer with the Lord. But if you have something on your heart, then you need, you need to follow through with that desire. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, check it with, uh, with the Bible and things like that. But if you have the desire to go and minister to, you know, kids in Africa or even people in Rome, like it doesn't mm-hmm. need to be somewhere, you know, remote, you know, third world nation. There's people struggling right here in Rome mm-hmm. or in any, in any, any other place. But the point I'm trying to make is like the desires of your heart when you are following after Christ, when mm-hmm. you're living, you know, a Christian life really mm-hmm. It's it's a desire from above. It's no longer you who live, but Christ in through you. You know, yeah. it's like that Bible verse: "Seek first the kingdom of heaven, and all these things yeah. shall be given to you." And it's funny that you mentioned like his you, like your desires, right? Because I, I remember thinking about this verse. Um, I always thought like, oh, my desires of uh, my earthly desires, like that will be fulfilled. Like um, wanting to get married and have kids, and you know, you know those those earthly things that we want um and somebody opened up like my you know my my uh a deeper understanding to this verse is when you walk in his will his desires start becoming your desires and so like now my desires are to also do this mission work and is seeking first his kingdom and these all these things will be given to you all these doors are being opened like i could have never ever thought that i would be here speaking to you in Rome today on a missions trip or like having even been on the other mission trips that I have been on. Like it, it's really just from being like in this closeness with God that like you, you want to, and being again, setting aside your time and really focusing on him. When you do that, like you get to know him more and become more like him and, and, and desire what he desires for us. And that's just been something really cool to see because like I, it's not of yourself and it's really like, it's an honorable thing to see God work through you. It's like, it's, it's, it's very, it's like something I cherish now. And it's like, I look forward to seeing all these new and exciting things that happen on mission trips. Like every mission trip, there's something like, wow, that is a hundred percent, no doubt the work of God. And it's, it's such an honor. It's like, wow, God, to be able to work through me. Wow. 
speechless. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know we're here on a podcast to speak, but speechless. <laughs> Definitely. But like also, you know, what we've just you know been talking about, like submitting to the will of God and, you know, his desires becoming our desires. A mission trip or a mission, you know, missions work is mm-hmm. not simply, uh, you know, going far away to a faraway place and, you know, doing kids camps or, you know, or other things along those lines, which you, you know, commonly associate with mission trips and what you really hear about when, you know, other people talk about mission trips. And I just want to get your opinion on this thought, which was actually shared to me by uh, my voice teacher back from music school. And she said that in everything that you do, let it become your mission field. And that's paraphrasing mm-hmm. a little, little bit in the context that she was referring it to is, is worship. Uh, she's a worship leader at her church. She's not part of our church, but at her church, she's the worship leader. And she said that her missions field is that stage every mm-hmm. Sunday morning or whenever, you know, they have services. It's because when that's your mindset, when you, wherever you are, your workplace, you know, your school, if that becomes your mission field, then your your mind is oriented uh, towards serving God and towards preaching the gospel to those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how do you serve God, right? Jesus said, if you feed like, you know, you fed those, you clothed those, you did all that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it is true. Like, being, going around to school and, I mean, seeing... I do like how you said that. I, I really like how you brought out, like, what practically can we do? Because it's easy to just sit here and talk about all these grand ideas that seem, like, almost, like, not like not tangible. Like, we can't really reach them. So I do really, you know, I appreciate how you brought that practicality into it because... We do live in the world, and we need to know how to really do things, right? So, um, like with school, like seeing somebody that's hurting, like that is sitting alone, that's not, you know, maybe they're, it's a little bit more difficult to be their friend, but you that's your mission work. You know, you go, and instead you you reach out a hand, and you invite them to a place. Or in a church, you know, you, maybe there's somebody new coming you go up, that, hey, that is a mission work, going up to them and saying hi and making them feel welcome. There are hurting people all around us. And even something as simple as like reaching, like coming up to somebody at church that you see is sitting all alone and saying hi, that's, you're saying, that's serving Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. And another way, like, you know, that I just find in my life personally to be so important is just to live the life of a Christian because people are watching you. And, you know, I like to think people don't, people don't notice, you know, whatever I do, but there's like a, you know, a couple instances in my life over like silly things, you know, I bought up like a pair of shoes, like, you know, a nice, a nicer pair of shoes. And I never cared about shoes like mm-hmm. ever. Like I, I, I just don't care. And I'm like, okay, whatever I'll, I'll buy, I buy this like one time. And then, people have noticed me and they're like, yo, finally you've actually got some nice shiny shoes. I'm like, wait, what? You actually care? Like, I don't even care about these things. And <laughs> you're over here noticing this. Yeah. And, and that just opened my eyes to how much people actually can like, you know, look at you and, 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 and see what you believe. Cause mm-hmm. it, it's, that's, that's what it is. And when we live even just our lives as godly, you know, obviously that's not by our own strength and that's not 
something that we could achieve on our own, but only by the Holy Spirit. But when we are, like, you know, devoted to the Holy Spirit and devoted to His movings and what He wants in our lives, people notice that. Mm -hmm. And even that, you know, that, you know, simplicity of it, like, uh, people notice, and that could even be your missions, missions work. And people even notice that, like at work, um, one more story, at work someone asked me, like, okay, and they're like, Victor, there's something different about you. I don't know what it is, but what is different about you? And and I regret to this day that I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what it is, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I, try, I tried to play it off, but they, they kept persisting, and, and, and I just said, I don't know. Like, I don't know what it is, you know. And... and and clearly, like that was you know shameful for me to admit that because that was all the Lord. And I, I looking back at that now, I'm like, man, what a beautiful opportunity that could have been to uh, you know preach the gospel. Even you know saying, oh, I'm a Christian. You know, oh, mm -hmm. you know, this is how I'm called to live my life. You know, this yeah. is not just you know me thinking I could do something, but this is you know Christ living through me. And maybe I was intimidated because it was a manager or whatever it was, but. Like even the, you know those simple things, but people notice and people start asking questions, and even in that way, like you can you can mm -hmm. do missions work. Yeah, well, honestly, I feel like doing mission work where you live is even is like way harder than doing mission work somewhere far away. Like people think that oh, it's going on on the mission field is hard. You know, like the everyday life that's that's more difficult because really when you do go on a mission, you know, do mission work and you come to these specific people that you came to minister to they're like you know it's kind of obvious that you're different because you're here and you're for, you're here for them and it's like why why are you we've had like people on mission fields that like um ask why you know you, you when we came to ukraine there uh we did like a tabot for the kids and the parents would come in the evenings to pick them up and they'd be like why are you guys even here like what in the Silo in Ukraine in January, it's so cold. Like, don't you guys have lives? Like, that's what the parents would ask. And that's actually um, this, uh, like, in the Thabo to that place that we were doing it in, they had, like, a, the, the people that worked there. It was, like, a library. And they were, you know, just sitting monitoring, make sure, making sure we, like, kept the place clean or whatever. And they, they, at the end of the week, were like, why did you guys come here? Like, and it's and it's easy to be, like, you know, well, because we love you, you know, even though you, we don't know you, like God, God sent us here to be, you know, show you that he loves you through what we are showing you, you know, through even something as simple as like making bracelets or whatever with the kids. Um, so they know, you know, it's easier to see them that way on a mission field than like the everyday type of thing. Right. Because I mean, you're there for a specific, for them specifically, um, and that's another thing like on a missions trip is like you really get to know the love of God because you see that not like everybody on the that you come to serve is not everybody that you end up serving because like that library the the secretaries in the library we didn't come for them you know we came for the kids and their parents because we wanted the parents to come out to the evening services like because uh, we did this play that the kids were involved in but those sec like we got we got to be able to be friends with those secretaries and got to minister to them too and you see like god really and his kingdom like everybody's important and it's like and he loves everybody equally and it's such like a cool thing to see as well 
um, just the work of God, like the love of God. It's so beautiful. And it, it, it on, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's easier to see it on a mission field. And so that's on like, hey, it would be even easier. Like, you know, you're thinking it's a hard thing to go out on the mission field. But no, like, it's easy. Go do that and then come into your everyday life and it'll help you on your daily mission field. That's me personally, my story anyways. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. You know, actually having, you know, been now on a, on a mission uh, trip, it's definitely a lot, you know, easier because your whole purpose here is devoted to, you know, that one thing is, mm-hmm. and that's just to preach the gospel. And, you know, in Rome, it's pretty easy. It's probably, I mean, sorry, in Rome, it's different than probably other places because it's pretty easy to get distracted. <laughs> I mean, there's lots of, you know, things, uh, just history and, and things that you would want to do. But back home, even, this this uh like another little thing about me personally i find it so much easier to to minister to complete strangers to talk to complete strangers than i than it is to you know to talk to friends or uh you know close people who i i would see on a more you know regular basis mm-hmm. i would say like classmates or whatever and I, i've mentioned this on this podcast before but it's just because like you said like when you go out and you go out of your way to go to people you don't know it's it's easier to see the love of god you know even working through yourself sometimes we we you know only see the love of god trying to uh or acting upon us mm-hmm. but when you're out there when i do uh like street evangelizing kind of thing with a ministry called the father's heart and when you're out there you're just talking to people praying for people you see the love of God working through you for people you, you don't even know. Mm-hmm. And and what I've been trying to do or, you know, I've been working on for myself is taking that love, you know, that I see working through me. You know, it's, it's God's love through me for these people, you know, these complete strangers and, and channeling that even more towards, the, you know, the people who I see more in my life. Because to be honest with you. I don't know how much how much of an impact I have on you know those strangers. Maybe I see them again, you know, because it's kind of like a food bank kind of thing. They come and get food, but other than that, I'll never see them again. But for people in my life, I know if I if I dedicate, you know, it's not I say I, but it's not really me. If but if the love if I can channel the love of God to those people, and and share with them the gospel then i can actually see the change in them you know and i can mm-hmm. bring them to the lord and the lord can begin working in them and i i can see all all of that and it's it's almost more an effective way of ministering you know yeah. i've said it before there's a one billion professing christians on on the planet i'm not going to go into you know whether they are or not that's not for me to judge they claim that they are christians and they claim that they are born again but so if every single one of those people just found seven people, seven mm-hmm. other people that they could, you know, minister to and uh, pour out into. That's the entire world. That's a- all eight billion of us. Mm-hmm. If, if everyone who called themselves a Christian only found eight people, mm-hmm. everyone could be saved. Yeah. And that's mind blowing to think about, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so if, if, if you're looking for like a minimum, like a minimum seven people, and that's, that's, that's if the Lord calls you to do more than do more, but. I mean, that's obviously a joke. Do whatever uh, the Lord is guiding you to. But if you putting it into perspective, it's for, individually, it's not that big of a task for every right. Christian. Right. It just requires you to just get up and do something. Mm-hmm. Practically speaking, again, I, I like that word. Just get up and do something. Just say hi to somebody. 
uh, smile to somebody, say God, like even here, like, you know, it's with the language barrier, it's hard, but we learn how to say like, God bless you in Italian. So like, it's just be friendly. Like, and if you say even something as simple as like the God bless you, they'll say like, Hey, there's something behind that. <laughs> you know, it's not just her being so friendly. Like it's God living and working in through her. Like people notice because at the end of the day, like there's a deep desire in everybody's heart, you know, to, for, and they have that hole that needs to be filled if you don't have God. Right. So they, they're looking for it. Everybody's looking for that hole to be filled. And so it's, it's, it's in the little and the, and the simple things. And it's not in anything that you really have to overthink or try too hard because God has enough strength to do anything and power and might to do it. He, he just requires it in a, a available and ready vessel. And I say ready. Here's another thing is like, you will never really fully be ready because <laughs> we're just all, we're just humans. You know, it's, it's God who enables us to do that. I remember like a quick story when I wanted to, um, I really wanted the gift of the tongues to speak in the Holy Spirit. And it took me about a year of like, like being so dedicated to like reading my Bible and praying and asking God for, for the gift of the tongues. And I, I prayed like this. I was like, God, when I'm ready, like when I'm clean enough, when I'm righteous enough, when I'm holy enough, like let me have this gift. And then somebody opened my mind that like we will never be ready. We will never be holy enough. We will never be righteous enough. We will never be strong enough. We will never be brave or courage. No, it is God who works in you. And he just like, and he gives it to you freely. It's a grace thing. And so after I realized that, after like literally that day that that person told me, like opened my eyes to it. I got the gift of tongues and I started speaking in tongues, you know, like it's not us at the end of the day. Like it's not about us. Mm. It's not me. Like stop overthinking you and just allow God to, to do what he's going to do. And he will, because it's his will. It's, it's his will for us to re- like, in terms of like the mission work, that, that's literally our purpose on this earth. So it will be done through an available body. So just do it, make yourself available. Like, and allow God to work in through you because like I could have never been ready to go on my mission trip. I could have never been ready to receive the Holy spirit. I could have never, you know, the gift of tongues. It's God. It's all God. At the end of the day, it's not even you. It's God working through you. Um, and you just have to make space for him. Yeah. Now stop thinking about yourself and, and give yourself up for what the, what God has in store for you. Yeah. And he has a plan for each and every purpose, person. And a purpose. Too. And a person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that's a pretty good place to end. If you have mm-hmm. anything else that you wanted to you know, share or say, words of encouragement. Just do it. Just, Just do, it. do it. And love people. All right, guys. That's 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 a wrap. That's, for, that's it for today. God bless you guys. We... Uh, I really appreciate you all tuning in to us and listening to us and reach out to us with your uh, ideas. Uh, We all love hearing from you. Yeah, and God bless you guys.